0: Well, good morning, Oakwood. Hey, uh, go ahead and get your Bibles and turn to Romans chapter 7, and we'll uh, look at verses 15 through 25 in just a few moments. And if you don't have your Bibles with you, you can download the app and follow along. It has uh, all the scriptures and sermon notes and things like that. If you haven't downloaded our app, you can search Oakwood Enid, and you can find that in your, your app store are there any texas longhorn fans here today if there, maybe you don't want to raise your hand and i understand but i just want to tell you i'm proud of you guys okay i'm proud of you if you're a texas longhorn fan because it would have been so easy to 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 just lay in bed and and to sulk and to go into deep hibernation and and discouragement depression so i'm really proud that you that you're here today i guess there was kind of a big game yesterday in fact it was it was a Pretty good game. Uh, so anyway, if you're a Texas fan, hey, we love you anyway. Your team may have gotten beat, but we we love you. I just want to kind of clear up a little confusion. I I've been asked the last couple of weeks. It's been a few weeks since I've been up on the stage, and people have called me like, "Alan, are you sick? Everything okay?" Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Let me tell you, I've been gone a couple of Sundays over the last three, four weeks. One of those was I did a funeral service for my uh, 86-year-old aunt, and they had to do the funeral service on a Sunday afternoon because the church had a garage sale on Saturday. We couldn't get to church, so we had to do it in the middle of the afternoon. Last Sunday, I helped celebrate my home church, First Christian Church of Lamar 150th anniversary and I was on the program and I was uh, recognized as one of their Timothys, and so it it was a great weekend. It was kind of like a family reunion, a school class reunion, and a church reunion all all at once, and it it was a fantastic weekend, a a full event of Friday, Saturday, Sunday things. Uh, It was so good, but I hadn't even made it to Tulsa, and my phone began to ring like, Alan, where are you? You you okay? You sick you you you're not looking for another job or anything. No, 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 no. I was in Lamar So I just want to put everybody's mind to to ease there I'm gonna guess that probably every one of us at some point in time in our life have felt like this that we've been in some kind of a self-destructive pattern of some kind of a hang-up or something that makes us feel like that we're a slave to someone or something And you kind of feel like you're on this treadmill that is going really fast and you can't get off of it. And the harder you try, you're just trying to to stay upright and it just keeps going and going. And you just feel like I can't get off of that. Every week I get either an email or a regular mail letter with an offer. This week I, I got one that was really intriguing to me, okay? And I wrote this down. It was uh, actually an email. It said, if you've ever felt fat, skinny, lazy, compulsive, or depressed, then this is for you. And they had an offer to change my life for only $29.95, regularly $49.95. So what a great deal, right? My first thought was okay, who, which one of you guys signed me up for that to get this email? And then my second thought was who buys this stuff? Well, the truth is, we do. We buy this stuff because we're not satisfied with where we are, what we have, and the direction we're going in life. And so we buy this stuff because we feel like we want more control. We want things to be different. We want something to change, don't we? And so we're willing to pay. Do you know that there are over 2,000 self-help books published every year? People trying to tell you how to better your life. So if you've ever wrestled with these questions, like, you know, I'm having a hard time controlling this. And it might be your temper, it might be your moods, it might be you're a a, a shopaholic. And if you are, today you probably know already that there's only 76 more days of shopping till Christmas. So. Maybe it's eating. Maybe it's some type of bad habit. Maybe it's some type of a chemical addiction. Well, we're going to, for the next two weeks, we're going to have a little mini-series on breaking free and how to get through and get past life's hurts, habits, and hang-ups that mess your life up. So today we're going to deal with the subject of the problem, why I can't change, and then we're going to look at the freedom God's promises that he gives us as his believers. And then we're gonna look at the starting point, which I call the prescription. How we can actually begin to get past these these hurts and hangups in life. So if you've ever felt like, man, I just, I wanna do right, but I, and I wanna start this or stop this, but I'm just am powerless. I wanna tell you, you're not alone. Romans chapter 7, the Apostle Paul, he's, he's just like us. He dealt with the same things that we deal with. Beginning with verse 15, and we're going to read through verse 25. He, and I'm reading from the New International Version today. He says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I don't do. But what I hate, I do. And if I do what I do not want to do, I agree that the law is good. As it is, it is no longer I myself who do it, but it is sin living in me. For I know that good itself does not dwell in me, that is, in my sinful nature. For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. Sound familiar? For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do, this is what I keep doing. Now, if I do what I do not want to do, it is no longer I who do it, but it is sin living in me that does it. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being, I delight in God's law, but I but in my sinful nature, a slave to the law of sin. So maybe you can relate. The apostle Paul said, you know, what I want to do, I don't do. What I don't want to do, I do. It's just kind of backwards. You've probably seen those movies or maybe a commercial where you've got the devil standing on one shoulder and an angel on the other, and you're kind of here in the middle, and they're, they're having this conversation. Don't do it. Yeah, do it. It'll be fun. Don't do it. And it, it, who who normally wins there's this civil war going on inside of us where we really want to do what's right but often we don't do it it's like jekyll and hyde there was a cowboy who became a christian and he said it's like i've got two horses inside of me pulling in the opposite direction but he said well which one wins he said well the one i say giddy up to Mark chapter 14 verse 37 said the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak we don't understand the significance of that verse because most of us want to do what is right but the flesh part of us convinces us to do what we shouldn't do you ever uh, tried to bake a break a bad habit, and, and maybe for a day or two you were able to conquer it, but then you, you fall back on just powerless to change? I'd like to change, but why? Now, I don't want you to hold up your hand because I'm not into shaming anybody, but I want you to think about this. How many of you made any type of a New Year's resolution back in January that this year's going to be different, I'm going to do something totally different? How many of you kept that till February? Maybe a few of you. What about today? Are you still keeping that same New Year's resolution? If not, why? Because you found this same thing. There's a civil war going on inside of us. You see, good intentions are seldom good enough. It takes more than that to change. It takes more than just a statement to say, you know, I'm never going to say another cuss word as long as I live. I'm never going to smoke another cigarette. I'll never take another drink. I promise I will never lose my temper again. This is the last time I'm giving into to that. You know, after this weekend or this trip, I'm going to get myself in shape. I'm going to lose weight. I'm going I'm to take control of myself. Good intentions are seldom good enough. So since every one of us struggle with this inner civil war that's going on, the results are always predictable. In fact, there's always three pretty easily identifiable symptoms that that happen. The first is confusion, you know, where you're just baffled. You ever wonder why sometimes you act the way you do and you just scratch your head and like, why did I do that? Parents, we ask our kids all the time, why did you do that? Well, I don't know. What were you thinking? I, I don't know. I get asked this a lot by my wife because, um, and it's normally when I, I injure myself or get hurt or I do something that she considers to be foolish. And she'll ask me, what were you thinking? Well, you know, I guess I really didn't, Think it through like that. Well, you better got to start using your head and on and on. So we're confused. Why do I keep making the same mistakes? Why am I so resistant to change? Why do I do what I don't want to do and what I really do want to do, I don't do it. I don't understand myself. You see, we're self-destructive. After we're confused, the next You know, easily identifiable uh, thing here is that we get frustrated. You see, we have the desire to do what is right, but we don't have the power. A lot of people probably in this room at some point in time have maybe been on a diet. And and maybe you didn't start that diet. Or maybe you decided, you know, I'm I'm going to diet. But... You know, start out the morning, hey, things are going good, but by, you know, supper time, you've got a Big Mac in one hand and a Quarter Pounder in the other. You're kind of balancing things out, right? You start out each morning. You know, today is going to be different. Today is going to be way different. I'm going to get control. But then by evening, nothing changes, and you're frustrated. You want to change, but you can't. You have the motivation, but not the determination. The desire, but you just can't pull it off. That's why these self-help books seldom work. Because they tell you what you need to do, but they really don't give you the power to do it. I met a guy, or I didn't meet him, but he's actually a, a, a pretty good friend that I had not seen in a while. That he had read this book on quit chewing tobacco. And he was telling me how this had changed his life. Well, I ran into him the other day, and the first thing, and it had been maybe almost a year since I've seen him, but the first thing I noticed was that he was chewing tobacco again. So I'm thinking, okay, that book that you said changed your life, maybe didn't change your life. So we're stuck in this cycle. We try to do better, then we fail. We make a commitment, I'll I'll fix this tomorrow. Or we say we're sorry for whatever we've done, we're forgiven, and again and again it just keeps going. It's kind of like a, a hamster in a cage that's on one of those little wheels. You ever seen one of those little guys? They just run for all they're worth and they just keep running and spinning, but they never go anywhere, do they? They're just doing the same thing over and over again. Third symptom is defeat and discouragement. Let me read to you again what Paul said. What a wretched man I am. Notice that language used. A wretched man who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. Hmm. That's a miserable man. Paul's not alone, though, because any time that you've let something control your life and tangle you up, you become miserable. A defeated person says, I'm losing this battle. I've totally lost it. My life's a mess. I'm a failure. I'll never be able to change. You know, we aim for the stars, but we end up hitting the dust, right? Right? We have great intentions, but we just don't carry through. How many promises to yourself or maybe even to God have you broken? If you feel this way or if you've ever felt this way, I've got good news for you today because you can change. Okay? You can change. How? How? Well, I want you to notice God's promise to you. In John chapter 8, verse 32, Jesus said, Then you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Well, what is truth? A few chapters later, in John chapter 14, verse 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You see, the secret to personal change is not with more willpower. It's not with pills, or it's not buying a $29.99 program. It's not more resolutions or more gimmicks. Are you ready for this? Okay, it's knowing the truth. And Jesus said, I am the truth. I am the truth. And when we understand that it's going to affect how we think but for too long we've been thinking the wrong things we've been buying these lies from satan about ourselves, about others about god we've been buying these lies about life what success looks like and what failure looks like we've been buying the lies from satan about our past maybe our present and our future But when we break free, we know the truth, and the truth will set us free. So if you've ever been bound up in slavery, let's talk about getting set free. You often hear people say, well, you know, it's as simple as ABC, right? Just ABC, you just do that. Let me give you the prescription. This is the starting point of breaking free, and we're going to use that acronym abc okay first is acknowledge the root of my problem whatever you want to change in your life you have to acknowledge first that there is a problem and then identify the root of it most of us maybe have some type of a vague feeling that something is wrong but we can't fi- put a finger on it but let me tell you god knows what that root of that problem is you see, it's our, our basic attitude and our response to life. That's what the root of the problem is. And that attitude has a name, and it's a name that it's it's an ugly name, it's a name that we don't like to use, it's a name that we we don't even like to sometimes say, but it's a Bible name. It's called sin. It's sin. And the definition of sin basically says, I'm in charge, I don't need God, and I'm going to live to please myself. And so that's the, the root of all of our problems is sin. And it's as old as man. And we choose to ignore God and to do our own thing. That's why we can't break the habit because we want to please ourselves more than we want to please God. And when we get to that point where we can say, here's my problem, and God, I want to please you more than I want to please myself. Now we're on the road to recovery, and, and we're able to be set free. 1 John 1.8 says, if we claim to be without sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. Okay, so do you understand the truth is not in us? And who was the truth? What is the truth? It's Jesus. So if we say well I don't have any sin, I don't have any problem the truth is not in us which the truth is Jesus. We need to stop defeating ourselves and to do that we have to stop deceiving ourselves. With this idea of a uh, who do you think you're kidding? You know we can't kid ourselves. Pretty much any of the recovery groups, they start off with acknowledging that there's a problem and that you're powerless to change. And too often we have to hit rock bottom before we become desperate to change. As a pa- pastor, most of the time when Somebody calls, and, hey, I've got to have an emergency appointment. Why? What's going on? Well, my wife told me she's leaving me. Just like that? Well, I knew she'd been unhappy for a while, but, you know, I didn't think it'd come to this. But this morning she said, that's it. I'm, I'm done. I'm, I'm leaving. Really? We should have been having this conversation maybe weeks or months ago. Well, I didn't think she was serious, and I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And now she says she's, she's leaving drop this bomb on me john 8 34 jesus said i tell you the truth anyone who sins is a slave to sin so whatever we refuse to admit it enslaves us the b part of this acronym here is believe that christ can change you back to romans chapter 7 what a wretched man i am who will rescue me from this body that is subject to death. Thanks be to God who delivers me through Jesus Christ our Lord. You get that? Through Jesus Christ our Lord. You don't have the power to change, but God does. God has the power to change whatever you're unable to change. And he wants to help you out. And so many people remain in bondage because they truly believe they can't be set free. They're just, well, there's, it's a hopeless. I'm just going to have to live like this. Chinese Christian came to America, and he gave his testimony, and this is what he said. I'd walked the road of life and fallen into a great ditch of sin. Muhammad came along and said, You're really not in the ditch. You just think you're there. Buddha came along and said to me, here are seven steps by which you can get out of that ditch. If you climb and struggle, you'll get out. I strove, but I could not get out. Then Confucius came by and said, here are 10 steps of self-attainment by which you can get out of that ditch. If you can come half of the way, I'll come the other half and take you out. But struggle as I would, I was still in my pit of sin. Hopeless and helpless. And then one day Jesus came by. He saw my condition without a word of advice. He stripped himself of his royal robes. He got down in the ditch, into the muck and the mud, into the sin, and he lifted me up. Thank God, what I could not do for myself, Christ did for me. Romans 8 2 says, Because Through Christ Jesus, the law of the Spirit who gives life has set you free from the law of sin and death. A great translation of that would be that Jesus himself gets down in that ditch in the muck and the mud and lifts you up out of the ditch where you are completely powerless and helpful to get out. He got down in there and lifts you up. Something that you couldn't do for yourself. today most of you don't need to turn over a new leaf in life you need to turn over a new life you need to acknowledge the truth because the truth will set you free and Jesus said I am the truth The see part of that acronym commit all that I am to Christ it hurts habits hang-ups the truth Maybe you've tried everything else and nothing worked. I Googled this week how to feel better when you're having a bad day. And here are some of the ideas that they came up with. Listen to some good music, journal, draw or doodle. Look at photos, cry. So if you're having a bad day, just cry, and you, you know. Dress up, watch funny videos, watch a movie. You know, is that the best the world can offer to do these little things? Well, they might make you feel better at that moment, but they won't last. They never do. You see, what the world offers does not last. Only when you commit all that you are to Jesus will you break free and break the sin cycle. 2 Corinthians 5, verse 17, and I like the way the New Living Translation said this. This means that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old life is gone, and the new life has begun. That's real change. That's real power. Paul said, 2 Timothy 1, verse 7, For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and discipline. Do you understand here? And that one verse kind of tells us that we have the power to make the changes I need. We have the love to build lasting and strong relationships. We have the self-control to stop defeating ourselves. So let me ask you, are you tired of living that life like the hamster on the little wheel in a cage? did you just keep spinning and spinning and you never go anywhere you never make any progress whatever you have gotten tangled up with in life whatever hurt whatever sin you can change because Christ gave you the power he said I am the way the truth and the life Paul said in second Corinthians 3 17 now the Lord is spirit and where the spirit of the Lord there is freedom you see breaking free is a choice it's a choice God gives you the option to depend on him or depend on yourself and and the result is either going to be freedom or it's going to be frustration you're going to experience freedom in Christ or you're going to continue to experience frustration it's your choice. But with Christ, He's offering freedom.